My name is Bemni, for those of you who weren't here last week. So today we're going to go over the second part, which is um, guiding others on how to provide help for those who are going through loss. Um, I have so many slides to get through today, so I'm going to go fast, if that's okay. <laughs> so here's a, an outline I'm going to give a quick recap on what we talked about last week, and then we're going to look at the God's blueprint as far as how to make this happen as the body of Christ. Uh, and then we're going to talk about what helps, what doesn't help, what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do. And then I'll show you some illustrations from movie clips. Um, and then I'll provide some re resources that you can benefit from. And then if we have time at the end, we'll do a Q&A. Did you guys get the handouts? Okay. So last week we talked about the history of lament. We talked about the fact that loss is something we're all going to experience. It's part of life. It's something we can't avoid. And then we looked at the different ways we experience loss, and we saw how everyone can relate to it. And because we experience loss, grief is our God-given response to it. And we, we looked at the many faces of grief. Um, if you guys remember, we looked at the ball of grief that expresses the different feelings that we experience. Um, and then we looked at the history of lament uh, from biblical times all the way to today and how we got to where we are today. And then we talked about the value of restoring lament, why it's important. And we looked at some real-life examples and biblical examples as well. So if, if you guys weren't here last week, you can listen to it. I'm sure they're going to post it on uh, New Life Downtown website probably next week. Okay, so how do we make this happen? There are two ways uh, we can do this. The first one is developing a biblical understanding of grief. So, you know, when it comes to the first one, one thing I want to say is we should not shelve the biblical laments until we face loss or major crisis. Actually, reading them and studying them under more peaceful situations when we are oriented will equip us tomorrow in ways we can only imagine. Um, so if, if you look at 2 Corinthians 1, 4, it talks about um, how we comfort one another with the same comfort with which we've been comforted. Um, and it says, when we are troubled, we'll be able to give one another the same comfort God has given us. So this starts from our relationship with God. Um, we need to have a biblical understanding of grief so that we can process our own loss. If we don't have that, and if we can't process it, then there's no way we can help one another. We're going to react the same way towards others, the way we're processing it ourselves. So we definitely need to have a biblical understanding of grief. And so that's one thing we'll go over. And the second one is um, we need to choose to enter into the world of those who are experiencing loss. As fellow believers, you know, you and I are called to minister 
God's grace to people who are facing hardship, loss, and trauma. And as a body of Christ, it's our responsibility to help one another journey toward complete restoration. In other words, we can't assume it's the pastor's job or it's the counselor's job to help that person. We're all called to do this. And the underlining principle when we do this is that people should be encouraged to face their grief. They should be encouraged to work it. Most of the time what happens is they are discouraged from facing it. They are discouraged from dealing with it. They are encouraged to, rep to repress it, to ignore it. But that's not the biblical model. The biblical model is in Galatians 6, which says... Um, carry each other's burdens, and in doing so, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. So that's the, the model we're going to follow. So let's look at some biblical insights for understanding grief. So on the left side, you'll see the secular view, and then we'll dispel it by what the Bible says. So the Bible dignifies grief by presenting it as a God-given therapeutic response to loss. So grief is, is not a problem to be solved. It's not something to overcome. It's a sacred expression of love. Grief is a sacred sorrow. So that's the first thing we need to understand. So when we look at our culture, um, we see that we're not encouraged and then our culture tends to suppress and hide grief. Um, but if you study the Bible, grief is expressed in a variety of ways. You know, it's interesting, like the model grief counselors used, it's taken out of the Bible. So when someone experiences loss, he goes through, they call it stages. It's, not, it's really not stages. First it's denial, and then it's anger, and then it's bargaining, and then it's sorrow. And then the last step is acceptance. So when I was studying the Bible, I noticed that they got it straight out of the Bible. So like, for example, sometimes we grieve before the loss happens because we anticipate it. It's called anticipatory grief. So if you see in Matthew 26, um, Jesus tells his disciples that he's about to die, that he's about to be crucified. And... Uh, he says, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. He knows what he's about to go through, and he's grieving over it because it's about to be very difficult. And, um, and then sometimes we experience uh, denial. When Peter heard what Jesus said about his up impending death, he told him, no, this cannot happen. No way. It was almost too much for him to process it. So... He was, he was denying it. He was like, no, this is not real. And then we also process anger. You know, one of the things that I really love about the Bible is that it not only shows us how to do it, it also shows us examples of how not to do it. So, like Jeremiah, um, when he saw the, the destruction of Jerusalem, it's, he was angry at God. He was furious. In chapter 20, he says, Why did I ever come out of the womb to see trouble and sorrow and to end my days in shame? So he was openly expressing his anger towards God. He was grieving. And then 
the other part is bargaining. You know, that's another way we express our grief. Hezekiah was struck with a terminal illness. He intercede for us with groans that cannot be uttered. Like he knows what we're going through. I mean, Jesus knows everything that we experience because he took it upon himself. The Bible says he was a man of sorrow. He's familiar with our deepest grief. So when, when we say Jesus knows, we mean he really does. He understands every single one of them. So if you don't know what to say at a given moment, don't say anything. Less is more. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, a word spoken at the right time is like apples of gold in setting, settings of silver. But by the same token, I would say a word spoken at the wrong time can be very difficult to bear. So let's stay away from the cliches. And then don't put a timetable on the grieving person and ask, have things gotten back to normal yet? Or someone asked me, so Bamni, when do you expect to fully recover? Or someone asked me, are you at peace about your wife's death? At peace? I mean, don't ever ask that question. We should never be at peace about anyone's death because death is the enemy. So what happens is when a person goes through a loss, they now start experiencing a new kind of normal to which, you know, they must adapt. And that is unique and different for each individual. So we need to realize that recovery or going back to normal would simply imply going back to the way things were. And we know that's not going to happen. So recovery is a misleading and empty expectation. There are certain things we, re we recover from, like broken limbs, but we don't recover from amputation. We don't. We just learn to live with it. And loss, by definition, precludes recovery. It will transform us or destroy us, but it will never leave us the same. There is no going back to the past, which is gone forever. Only going ahead to the future, which is yet to be discovered. And don't dismiss tears, crying, weeping. You know, we live in a culture that doesn't like tears or emotions. 